men were expected to master things. And when you master something, you were deemed as being highly skilled and qualified in that. So if you were a shaman, if you were a iron worker, if you were a builder, if you were a military person, like whatever it was, a politician, if you could master your craft, you were looked at positively and highly amongst all men. My name is Johnny Elsasser and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. This is a Soul Fire production. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. I am jumping in here to discuss something that's been on my mind a lot recently, and I've had a lot of conversations about this, so I think it's really important that we talk about it. And it comes down to this facade of what a lot of men um, are trying to term as traditional masculinity. We've talked about this before. I, I did a, I guess, I don't know what equates to viral, but I did a pretty enticing reel that uh, challenged a lot of men behind this because they don't really understand traditional masculinity. They don't understand what that term entails. They don't understand it's a fake term because it's it's very subjective. And this is something that I had a great conversation at length with Jack Donovan on my show. And I think it's important um, that people realize when when you talk about traditional masculinity, it's not even a cross-cultural thing whatsoever. It's a subjective. It's it's traditional in the eyes of what you grew up with and how you saw masculinity in the older males, right? Which is very different cross-culturally, nationwide, uh, cross-regionally, cross-generationally. It's all different. It's all different. So it becomes very subjective. Now, I want to touch on that for a second. I wanted to touch on that for a second because I want to give a little bit of background here on why this has been something that's on my mind. And I want to talk about where I see masculinity as far as what I like to term as ancestral, right? Ancestral, not traditional, but ancestral. And I term it ancestral because the things that we went through earlier on in life, the communities that we were all part of, globally we were all part of of factors of certain factors not necessarily a community so let me back that up we were across the world involved in the same living standards and factors now those factors could have changed with species different species involved in the environments different climates involved in the environments but the factors themselves remain the same and the factors were basically survival, right? Every group was basically challenged with the idea of survival. And if we go to that and talk about, you know, survival, we can see why there were certain ancestral um, positions for masculinity. So this is where the real conversation has to start is when we look at the early days of us as society and as tribes, right? 
men and women held certain roles and men were given certain roles because they were bigger, they were stronger, and they were able to provide certain functions that women just were not biologically optimal for. These are just simple facts. There's no way in this, and people will try, but there's no way in this crazy world uh, in today and all the bull crap that everybody else is talking bull crap. I, you can tell my, I have my niece right now. Um, all the bullshit that people are trying to spew out there about, uh, you know, gender and gender roles and all that bullshit long before patriarchy was even established. Ancestrally, the expectation for masculinity were things like sacrifice, protect, provide, establish justice, show courage, and mastery. And we're going to go over a little bit into this um, because there's one here, I believe, is where I think the one true attribute of masculinity that holds to every society today from the ancestral ones that I believe are the ancestral masculine traits, the one that holds true today, I'll let you know about. But why I think then then the conversation exposes itself a little more of an expansive conversation of what men can do in society today because of the changes. So let's just start there. So the ancestral role throughout history. Now, the ancestral role starts with the tribes, the tribes that were just simply trying to survive within the world so that they could continue to pass on their genetics. That's where we sit, right? Those guys were expected to protect to sacrifice, to provide, to establish justice. And I say provide because the meat thing, right? Like optimally human beings need to have meat. Um, They can't necessarily survive optimally on uh, vegetables and fruits. It's just not within how we've evolved as human beings. Now, I know, again, this is going to stroke some people the wrong way. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Shut the fuck up. You're not optimal in those states because you lack significant nutrients. Now, this is proven through numerous studies. Uh, if you want to go check them out, go over to Sean Stevenson, go over and listen to uh, people like Do- Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, a lot of people out there. There's a lot of studies that support how deficient you can become in so many nutrients by living vegetarian or even th- that vegan, right? And so we need to have that meat within us so that helps us to live optimally allows all of our body parts and all of our organs to function optimally. Anyways, we're not getting into the health side of this. I just want to put this out. The provide thing in those times was more of like building shelters, getting meat, right? Now, women did provide through gathering, gathering vegetables and fruits and nuts, things like that. That was helpful. But since the predominant theme in our diets was meat to help us to evolve optimally as human beings, we needed somebody to do that. All right. so. We go into that. Men were designed to just be take on this role. And again, long before civilization really gained that patriarchal structure, this is just how we were expected to go. Now, as we progressed through time and started to create things that separated us from the boundaries or created boundaries that separated us from the survival aspect, we started to take away in essence, as we created structures and cities and things like that, we started to create and laws. We started to create a boundary between those old ancestral tenets of masculinity and what it was that men could actually expand into, right? And so the roles started to 
uh, for masculinity started to kind of shift. Now, they were still there. Men were expected to be military. That's the protector, right? Um, a lot of the uh, farmers and a lot of the farmers, when we came into that kind of process within society, were men because it's physically hard work. Uh, a lot of the justice, right? The penal system, that was men. And then again, military showing courage, that was men. Um, sacrifice, that was men when it came to, again, showing, going out to uh, protect, right? Protect the community. So, and even police force, right? Those were predominantly men and still are. And so those expectations kind of got taken away from one every man to being put on specific men who went to specific areas within society. So one man didn't have to hold all of them anymore. Then we created the stores because of the farmers. So people were able to no longer did the city dwellers like men have to, the city dwelling men have to be able to hunt. They just had to go to a store or market. No longer did the city dwellers have to necessarily know how to protect themselves. They had a military or a police force, some kind of regulatory force. And no longer did they, and provision then went to monetary system and went to a barter system. Like, what could I get, make or what could I do to bring in the things that I could trade for food or to put a roof over our heads, right? And so those things started to shift within society because when you started to shift what providing and protecting looked like, which was more or less food on the table, roof overhead, that's what it came to. When you shifted that, you also opened the spectrum in which men could participate. And at that point, if they still met those roles of providing and giving that roof, the, the house, the protection. It's not necessarily physical protection, men. I'm going to tell you that right now because there's a lot of men who provide very big houses and they provide very established structures that will go pay for protection and they don't necessarily know how to protect themselves. Does that make them less of a man? That's up to you to discover within yourself because you hold men to your own values of masculinity. It's not necessarily saying that society deems them not masculine. Just know this. That's that's a falsehood to think that somebody like that is not masculine because they are meeting the tenets of masculinity as we see them from dragging forward from ancestral traits. Now, the biggest thing I want to discuss here that nobody is really mentioning, everybody wants to talk about protect and provide and all that bullshit. Okay, that has all changed. So th th that has changed to the point that because of society, as I've kind of loosely walked us through this process, because I'm, it's a much, it's a lengthy conversation. But as I've loosely walked us through this process and we've created cities, we've created these uh, structures, it's changed what the everyday man has to be able to do. But one thing that has not changed, regardless of what field you're in, and I had a conversation about this at length um, with a friend of mine, but one thing that nobody's talking about that I feel was an ancestral tenet of masculinity that still 100% applies to every man today from the man who wants to be a hunter and a physical protector to the guy who is a freaking you know, computer whiz or somebody who's doing some other role with, I mean, even a, a scientist, right? Like those guys are not deteriorating their masculinity by being those things 
because typically majority of them are actually functioning within an area of what I believe to be masculinity. That is more, I would say more transcendent than any other one. And that is mastery, mastery. Men were expected to master things. And when you master something, you were deemed as being highly skilled and qualified in that. So if you were a shaman, if you were a iron worker, if you were a builder, if you were a military person, like whatever it was, a politician, if you could master your craft, you were looked at positively and highly amongst all men. Hey, everyone, want to take a quick second here and let you know about my new book, Design the Man Within. It is all about getting the everyday man the tools he needs to start becoming a better version of himself, but also becoming a man who loves himself and impacts the people around him positively. Go ahead to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. I am very proud of this book, and it was the book I needed years ago when I started my journey. And so I hope that it can be that door-opening book for every man out there to start his own personal journey with tools and tips that I've used to help grow through some of the darkest times in my life to become somebody who looks at the man in the mirror and loves who he sees. So make sure you head over to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. Mastery is a key component to masculinity, and we need to start talking about how important that is because in the world where society has changed, it's allowed us to really expand the roles, expand the conversation of what is deemed masculine. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't, you have to do specific things anymore. I believe that you can do a lot of different things and still be determined as a strong male and a strong man within society when you have harnessed at minimum mastery. There's a lot of respect gained for mastery. I mean, look at people on Broadway, right? So Broadway, from what I hear, not somebody who is experienced whatsoever in the uh, arts of acting. So, but. Broadway, from what I hear, is the if you can do Broadway, you are a phenomenal actor, right? Which is why very few real actors on the you know movie screen can actually do Broadway, which is funny to me because technically by the standards that I've heard, they're not really good actors then or phenomenal actors. There's very few that can. So now most men are going to say, if you get up and act and sing and dance around, you're not a man, right? If we go by the old expectations of masculinity, the old roles of our even our grandfathers. That is not something that is valued highly for a mass a masculine male. However, when you are incredibly talented at acting and you have mastered to the level of being on something like Broadway, which again, what I hear is they are like you have to be very good to be there. The best uh, arguably the best, when you can get to that level, you have mastered it. And regardless of whether the acting or what is involved in the acting is feminine, you are still valued highly as a man because of the fact 
that you have mastered something. Now, a lot of men have some form of connection because we all, you know, have watched TV and we all grew up with movies and all these things, have some form of connection to some actors. What makes you connected to that person? Because remember, they're only playing a role. What they play does not mean they can actually perform that in real life. Just remember that. But yet you value these people for some reason, right? And it's because they are playing a role that you see yourself in or that you see highly as masculine, right? But what they've really done is they've mastered their craft and you respect the hell out of them for that. So we need to focus more on mastery because I think that takes away from the expectation of certain jobs deemed as masculine as opposed to actually being good at something to a high degree in which men gain respect for you. Again, I think this is a lengthy conversation. We're trying to condense this to a 15-minute podcast, but just remember that if we can follow the rule, the rule, sorry, not role, the rule of mastery and just hold that lens up to society today. Hold that lens up to the men that you respect today. Some of those men may not be able to do all the things that, you, that make a man a man, quote unquote, a man a man to the older version of men, right? Like our fathers and our grandfathers and their grandfathers. Some of those things won't, but you value them. You value men or you can see that you value men based on their level of mastery in certain subjects, financial people. Like why does any like majority of them can't go out and hunt or do anything that's freaking worth, you know, equates to the sacrifice or protection or providing or justice or courage, right? But they're masters. A lot of them are masters in whatever it is in the financial realm. They're masters in it and we gain respect for them for that. So just think, hold that lens up, take a look through it, see if I'm wrong here. But when I take a look at that and I see the perspective on how men treat other men in society today, after the evolution and establishment of law enforcement and laws and stores and all these things, when I look at today, the one that thing that I see true is that men gain respect through mastery. Some men don't, some of these men don't have courage. Some of these men couldn't establish justice if you paid them to. Some of them couldn't provide if you stuck them out in the woods. Some of them couldn't protect if somebody came up with a gun or tried to, you know, bully them. And some of them would piss their pants if you asked them to sacrifice and put themselves in harm's way, right? But they still all have a component of mastery. I can almost promise you to some degree. So, Challenge you guys, hold this lens up, take a look through it, see if I'm wrong here, but allow yourself to be objective. Don't have any preconceived notions. Just take a look at the men in your life, the men that you see around. Do they meet your standards of what it means to be a man or do you respect them because they're masters in some area? So, all right, everybody, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. And remember, as always, guys, um, it goes a long way if you head over to Apple iTunes, give us a five-star review, let everybody know what you think about the show so they can gain some knowledge and awareness of what's actually going on on here. And if you guys haven't heard, I know that we are constantly letting you know, but my book, Design the Man Within, is out there. And if you have not gotten a copy, please head over to Amazon, get your copy today, challenge yourself to do the work in the book and see if you can improve your life even just a little bit as a man in today's world by being authentic with yourself. All right, everybody. 
As always, remember that the world deserves a better caliber of man, and it is our obligation to give it to them. <laughs>